Okay, good morning. Thank you again to a Lazy Bean Cafe for sponsoring. And this week's co-sponsor, Rochelle Phil Goldschmidt, in memory of Rochelle's father. We remember very well Rabbi Hilsenrath, Rabbi, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim ben Moshe. Learning should be Nishmaso. We have uh, two sides, but I'll tell you to flip over to the second side. Now, how do you know which one's the second side? It's a good question. It's where it ends. So it's, we're going to start off with the halach and the shulchan arach, and then we'll work backwards. I just want to announce today's Wednesday. Okay? Wednesday. I gave this year the last couple of times, maybe two out of three times on Tuesday. People said they were confused for the rest of the week. So today's Wednesday, Azriel. Next week I won't be. I'll be in our Shrubman Hashem, but uh, maybe Rebbe Weil will be given a share. We'll see. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully everything works out and I pass all my tests. We still have to take one test. Shulchan Aruch. So Shulchan Aruch in Yardea. The Hilcha Sedaka is in Yardea. Why would I discuss Hilcha Sedaka this, this week on the Parsha Shir, which is also a Halacha Shir? So you have uh, Pasha's Pekude. We just keep stretching it out in a leap year. So you get every, every week. Rabbi Israeli gave such a great Dvar Torah last night. I said, where's the appeal? He spoke about the Nesim. And you have Shkalem. Is this week Shkalem, I believe. So there's a lot to talk about. In Shkalem, you have a uh, mandatory type of uh, giving. Everybody has to give. What you have in Vayakel Pekude, Trumat is voluntary. That's what happened. By the time it got to the Nesim, there was nothing left for them to give because they said, we'll clean up. We'll give whatever's left. They criticized. I wouldn't mind having people like that. You know, you, you have an appeal for three million and someone says, I'm here. Whatever's left, I'll take care of. But uh, there's a certain negative also about it. It shows a certain lack of confidence in the people. But from a shul perspective, we like guys like that. So whatever Israeli uh, Israeli said last night, we like them. Okay, so the Ramah, You'll notice this Shulchan Aruch begins in the Ramah. I cut out for you what the Shulchan Aruch says, because he doesn't make his comment. He's discussing tzedakah, but the Ramah comes along and says, interesting, So let's say, you know, the rabbi's making an appeal, or the gabbai's making an appeal, or you're just sitting in shul, and you're so motivated by being back at uh, shul, and a guy just over here said he's going back to work Monday for the first time in two years, hasn't been in the building. So you walk in and you say, you know, Baruch Hashem, you appreciate what was going on. You appreciate your community, you know, all the positive things, no complaining. And I'm going to make myself, a, I'm going to give $10 donation, right? I, I come, I'm going to give big. That's what you could do. Now, you never told anybody. And by the time you get into your car, you're already saying $10 to those guys. I already got insulted the first time I was back inside. So forget about it. Now that's between you and Hashem. Did that uh, commitment that you made in your heart mean anything? Now we would generally assume no, because we have a few concepts. We have, first of all, Dvarim Shabalevim, Dvarim, something's in your heart, it's not enough. It's true even when it comes to sinning, you have to actually do it, not just think about it. And general rules when it comes to uh, making nedarim, which tzedakah, we would basically assume is some type of nedar, you have to say it, you have to verbalize it. So the Ramah says, Chasha Now this is a halacha, it's not a suggestion. Morally, you could say, you know, follow up with your commitment, but uh, from an obligation perspective, Chayev l'kayeh 
So unbelievable chiddush to the Ramah that if you made that commitment, you have to fulfill it. Now, as far as it being um, collected, that's again, that's going to be between you and Hashem, even though I'm going to show you a very interesting comment. If you go down past the parentheses and you see the different sources in Rishonim here, you have the Mordechai, the Marik. So this is a Machlokas Rishonim. Vyeshomrim, second to last line of the first paragraph. There are others that say, including the Rush, who's a big timer, that the bottom line is you have to say it. And the Ramah comes along and he says, in case you're confused, we follow the halacha, the first opinion. So when it comes to giving tzedakah, apparently being, it doesn't mean just you thought of giving, but you made a commitment. That's what it means. It's a little more than chasha belibo. It's chasha belibo. It's more of a gamar belibo. I want to help out the uh, Ramah a little bit. You made a commitment in your heart. It's a commitment. There's a very interesting comment here from the Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel is not so uh, well known, but it's an important parish on Yerdea. Says something here. This I may use this source again. It's such an, this is one of my best source, best source I've ever seen. In chasha belibo, he paskins obviously like the Ramah. <coughs> Like many Rishonim. So basically, a restatement of the Ramah. What does that mean? And let's say you don't want to fulfill it. The Bezdin's allowed to force you. You know, in the, the laws of Tzedakah, Rabbi Wild discussed this many times. The right translation for Tzedakah is not charity. Charity is you just voluntarily, you know, I want to do it, I don't want to do it. Once you've given tzedakah or made a commitment to tzedakah, tzedakah actually means it's the righteous thing to do to the point that a bezdin has the, we don't do this today, but the bezdin has the ability to enforce. Now, there are legal questions I'm not going to get into now. Let's say someone makes a pledge to a museum or a person makes a certain pledge to an institution and then they don't come through with the pledge. So, you know, what's a shul going to do? We're not going to sue the person. We assume the person, you know, has hit hard times. It happens sometimes. But legally and halakhically, there is a form of kofin that exists today. It has to at least be adjudicated. You know, it's a real commitment. You should, let's say you already put the name of the guy on the building, and then you find, then he, he doesn't come through. I mean, these are major issues in institutions. Baruch Hashem, we don't hit that so much. So what happens? It's a beautiful, beautiful insight to Beis Hillel. Now, how's Bezdin going to be coffin what a guy was thinking about in his car or what he was thinking about in Shul? That's what, right? They're going to force him? I mean, we have some guy over here. Maybe Sam knows what everybody's thinking. But, like, you know, you have a... It's 1984. Somehow, you know, we know exactly what you're thinking. That would be incredible. Pegasus. Huh? Pegasus. Yeah. NSO. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I understand what we have over here. You know, people sometimes think we don't hear what they say. Where I sit in Shul, I can hear almost everything, you know? It's like that's the way the acoustics, you can't hear me, but I could hear you. So that's unbelievable. I hear conversations. If they only knew what I heard. And I happen to have Baruch Hashem, so far good hearing. My kids can't believe it, but I can't see as well. But what's, this is unbelievable halacha, the Beis Hillel says. So he says, Imhu shafto. So the guy, in a way, his lawyer may say you're a fool, but he's admitting it. You know, he's saying, listen, I had this thought. I had this thought over Shabbos, 
And then I changed my mind. So he comes to the rav for a question. The rabbi could say to the bezin, go collect from this guy. Now, this is an ongoing debate. If I give you over here more sources in the Pisgah Tshuva. The source for this is actually Gemara Masecha Shavuos. And that's why I want to try to turn it into a positive and a good message in this week's parsha. So if you look at the, the top on the first page, we went straight to the second page. So it's a basic machlokas in the Gemara. The Gemara says, I can't get too detailed here, Masecha Shavuos, because we'd be here a long time. Adaf Chavav, the basic conclusion of the Gemara there is that when it comes to making, uh, when, when you're making a neder or a shvua, and at different times you're going to take an oath or a neder, a vow, you know, I'm not going to eat for, uh, I'm not going to have cookies for 20 days. I'm, I'm going to, uh, if X happens, then, then uh, Y will happen. With most of those types of things, what's the pasuk that wins the day? The pasuk that wins the day is a pasuk in Vayikra. We'll read this in a couple of weeks. That's the second source. Onefesh You could have a lot of thoughts, but unless you express it verbally, it means absolutely nothing, at least in the, from a legal perspective. And that's the opinion of Shmuel. Now, the reason why it's important that you have both is, you know, a guy, you know, a 13-year-old kid could come to an appeal and he could scream out, you know, $50,000. So the guy has a big mouth. Does he really have the das, and did he really think about it? So you need both. You need a kind of a, a lining of the heart and the mouth. Now, a person could always come to, as a defense and say, I didn't really mean it. So that, how do we judge what's in a person's heart? So these are complicated tzedakah questions. But what's being discussed over here, and this is the Rambam in Hilchah Shavuos, and the Rambam in Hilchah Nadarim, is not tzedakah. It's different forms of oaths and vows more impacting your, yourself or maybe someone else, whether you're going to benefit from someone else, whether you're going to, you have to learn in Durham to get into all those rules. And if you look into the Rambam, the Rambam says, look, look for example, in Hilchus in the Durham, Perik Beis, Halacha Beis, right? Let's say I say I'm not going to have any, uh, I make an editor, no carbs for 30 days. Or no, it has to be something, you can't say I'm not going to daven for 30 days. You're not allowed to make a neder against a halacha. But no, no lo'el shenara for 30 days. And if so, I have to pay something else. You can't restrict yourself, or it's not effective. It's not effectuated. You know, until you say it, the Rambam's assuming you're saying what's in your heart. So that's very interesting. I give you some more sources. However, and what got me thinking about this was a Torah Tamim that I saw this week. You come to our parsha, and in our parsha, what happened? They gave whatever nadiv lave. Now we usually translate this as whatever. How do you? How would you translate kol nadiv lave? Whatever they wanted. It was a volunteer thing. But if you read it technically. They made, first they made an adava in their heart. That's the literal reading. And in fact, the Gemara says, this is an exception. The Gemara says, because the Gemara asks a question. You, Shmuel, tell us that it's all, it has to be said, what happened in the Mishkan? In the Mishkan, people didn't say anything, and they gave. So the Gemara says it's a special exception for the Mishkan. That was a one-time thing. But what ends up happening, Lahalacha, and this is how the Rambam brings it down, it's interesting, just technically, that the Shulchan Aruch, who usually follows the Rambam, 
is totally silent about this. The Ramah, who doesn't follow the Rambam, is the one who talks about this, and that's, he has other Rishonim as well. And the, te- the technical understanding from this week's parsha is that Nadiv Lev, it's true that it was voluntary, but it was voluntary w- when the person made the commitment. Once the person made the commitment that I'm going to bring you know, the, the strings, I'm going to bring the atrelas, uh, whatever I'm going to bring, once he made that commitment in his house or on the street, it becomes a legal commitment. It becomes a contribution of tzedakah. So the, the line between what is, you know, coerced and what is voluntary is getting narrower over here. And that's what the Rambam says straight out. And he quotes our parsha, which is basically tzedakah, you don't have to, in order to make it a commitment, you don't have to verbalize it. Right? It's not more, it's not just a machshava, but you made a commitment. Now he's talking here about karbanos, that I'm going to bring a karbanola. And what's the source? Parshas Vayakel. Kol Nadiv Lev. So Nadiv Lev over here is more than just voluntary. It is voluntary, but it was a commitment. It was a voluntary commitment, but the commitment is real. So it's a beautiful idea. Now, I want to just, if you flip to the second page, I want to give you just a couple of hashkafic ideas. The Rav said, Rav Salavetsch said, I mentioned this in, uh, I don't know where, over the last few weeks. That's what made the Mishkan so unique. And this first Mishkan was never destroyed. It's somewhere. You could go on some type of hike. You know, you don't have to raise the lost ark, but uh, it's somewhere. Adayom It's probably where the Kedusha, the base of Mikdash comes from. It's down there somewhere. Maybe the... Um, some of our cousins are going to try to find it before us, so we have to protect it. But the Rav said that's when you have uh, an institution built on a volunteer spirit, unlike the Beis Hamikdash, where there were taxes, it was never destroyed. That lasts forever. And there's a beautiful idea. I, I uh, just told this to someone, so I thought of it yesterday. There's a spelling mistake over there. That Rav Palm said there's two types. Of, there are two reasons why you give tzedakah. I think today a lot of people give. I mean, two reasons you give tzedakah to an institution. One is because they take care of you. You know, they service you, quid pro quo. If I'm not getting anything out of them, why should I give them? Let's say my kids already went to that school 30 years ago. Why should I give? My kids don't even go to that school. Why should I give? So that's one type of giving. You know, it's a legitimate argument. But a higher level of giving is because you want to be part of it. You know, you, you may pass a shul and say, wow, that's not the shul that I go to. It's, in fact, the shul that I'll never go to but it makes the community a better place. And they're having a building campaign. So I'm not going to give them as much as I'm going to give them my own place, but I'll give them something. You know, you get a letter in the mail from a, a school in town, and you say, okay, this is not where my kids go, but they're doing something, you know, for my real estate. So even if it's not for my real estate, so you want to be part of it. So a lot of these ideas come out from these parshios. You could squeeze out with another Vayakel and Bar Hashem, Parshashkalim, more inspiration.